What's up, everybody from the wild woods of Vancouver Island, which there is a monsoon right now here. Welcome to the Soda Pod. Happy National Beer and Pizza Day. What a better comp. Like, can you name a better combo in the world other than Isha in the state of Hoppy here on the Soda Pod? I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say the other one definitely beats you and me, but I'll take it. Yeah, Daniel and Henrik Sedin. Sorry. You had to ruin the show. All right. <laughs> Signing off. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, man. It's ah, just feels right. Pizza and beer. And uh, to, to lead off here, we should probably explain why, as much as I love 7th Ave and absolutely supported and ate the meat sauce, meatball, and pepperoni pizza today, uh, I can confirm at Wales. Uh, can't show any of it right now on the stream because, uh, well, we thought this was going to be happening half hour, 45 minutes ago. Isha, why don't you uh, give me some background here on why that is? Well, I slept in, first of all. It's it's Saturday. I was here late. So I slept in a little bit, which is neither near near here nor there. I mean, that just adds to just the, the stress of what I was feeling as I was making my way down to the office here. Um, did not prepare for the rainy day that that was. I uh, went to go pick up a laptop, um, our former studio laptop here, which you know handled all the streams and stuff like that. It got caught in a a booting loop, something that's just a little a little outside the <laughs> the realm of of my expertise to fix. Uh, picked it up, great great guys over there. Um, and as I was ripping back down the hill to the office, I uh, my. My fucking pack, my old camping pack, my hiking backpack, which I use for hauling gear to the studio and back now on my bike, uh, decided to rip. And I noticed I was ripping down the hill and suddenly like things felt a little lighter. And I look behind me and I see this laptop tumbling down the hill behind me. So um, needless to say, I couldn't find a trash can around. So I kind of just disposed of it how... Uh, how I saw fit in a in a in a little rage there in uh, in the pouring rain and wind collected the rest of my things in my uh, my pants my my sweatpants my uh, my lunch and some of these other things and uh, proceeded to make my way here my my VI sports toque is ruined hence the I got a little Canucks hat on right now um, but yeah yeah things things are okay I got some beer in front of me I'm here streaming you're doing a podcast with hoppy so i'm not as triggered as if it was a weekday and i like was expected to have so much to do when i got here it's like i get here i'm not even wearing pants right now no one can tell because they're just soaked hanging in front of the fan um i got a beer for breakfast and uh I'm, I'm nothing but smiles man although i don't have a pizza because that was compromised in the <laughs> in the bag ripping there but i i, I ordered one it, it's on its way it's on Did its you way. at least have like an office space-esque parting of ways with the computer or walk us through that i mean you ever seen the iron sheik just body slam somebody before in wwe or whatever it was called back then it resembled right. that fair enough fair enough well <laughs> why we're gathered here on this most holiest of days I get home from running some errands like a responsible adult earlier today. That's not true. They weren't even real errands. I went out and got a hunting license for next weekend. But that's an errand. That is an, an errand. errand I need to get my fish. <laughs> I need. Are you kidding? It's an. It's as adult as it gets. I got to get my fish. I got to renew my fishing license oh, now. Baby. That I think about it. But I. I <laughs> it's the salmon run. <laughs> I return home to find a box just sitting in front of my door, unexpected. I didn't have any deliveries scheduled. 
And on the top, I see that it's well, just from the most beautiful people over at Lupulin Brewing. Keeping to their word, Justin has been in constant communication with us, letting us know what's coming our way, that it's coming our way, even though he was in the middle of being in a, on a road trip, I guess, Isha. And I, I imagine that means yours is what? A month out, probably, based on all the border control <laughs> and getting out to the island? Yeah, I mean, it was hard enough getting stuff over the border during COVID, let alone beer over the border, but anyways. Okay. Well, because all this beer is warm, which is absolutely to be expected, I did pour the last of my eight counts because I need to have something to drink with this, obviously. So we are going to roll. Let's just get to the first one, Isha, and we'll see where conversations go here. Lupulin unboxing. I love it. Have not looked at any of these yet. Oh, man. This is dangerous. They gave me bubble wrap. Shouldn't ever <laughs> give someone like me bubble wrap. First one here popped out is, ooh, Isha, Cryptid, a black IPA with juniper. Ooh. Oh, sick. Oh, baby. Very nice. Very that nice. That is absolutely going to be enjoyed here. Very fresh. Just canned about a week ago. Ooh. Oh, wow. That fresh. Just, Holy just shit. over. Yeah. Nice, nice. Oh, baby. Shout out Crypto. Big, big fans of the crypto. Crypto.com. You have my number. <laughs> Accepting sponsorships any day of the week. <laughs> Let's pull it up and see where it sits on on tapped so far there's only 15 ratings so we won't get into that let's see if they got a description for it at all just black india pale ale with juniper straightforward okay straightforward love straight it forward. you have to do like i said we'll be doing taste tests for them all in the, the upcoming oh, soda pot episodes because hoppy's not drinking warm beer not drinking right warm beer and not drinking as many as they were so gracious to send in, yeah, in one stream, jeez, that would even that that might even knock down the the great state of the hoppy. Five year old in me is just so giddy right now at all of this bubble wrap. <laughs> it's like Christmas. And the morning. problem is my my wife. She's having friends over tonight. They're having like a girls like movie pizza wine night type thing, and they're just gonna yeah. hear me over in my other room here on the side, and they're just gonna like there's gonna be like a a dramatic part of a movie, and I'm just gonna be like. <laughs> done um all right oh, the man. next one here isha Ooh, we have a west coast double ipa Ooh. collaboration with looks market and it's called just looks at it just looks at it very nice oh very man nice. and isha this one's a nine fiver <laughs> that'll get you fucked up very quick much yeah, very much like the well, it was a it was a nine point two the uh, the Tukes of Hazard, which was an un unbelievable beer. And then I actually cracked one last night from Hoin Brewing. I'll, I'll throw the picture up on on Twitter. I should probably actually just post it on Untapped too while I'm at it. Um, that one was it was one of the best hazy IPAs I've ever had in my in my really? life. It was uh, it it was it was so so good. It just it hit on every on every level like i mean it checked all isha's boxes sure. right and everyone who listens to the soda pod knows not too sweet not overly bitter um has to have just like it has to be a little thick right it has to it has sure. to really anyways 
all-encompassing haziness to it and it oh it was it was unreal it was it was unbelievable i think that one came in um i know i couldn't read it on our last soda pot episode because it was so small there and kind of hidden on the side of the can but that one was like just over seven percent and that one was was unbelievable i wish i had more of them last night as i stayed way too long at the office working than i thought i would and like after one of those after the buzz was gone i was like fuck i need at least two more of these to keep me going but uh um anyways you you unpack the next one here and then i'll, I'll crack what i'm what i'm drinking we'll take a little bit of a break because i don't want this to get too no long and you either. should get to that right away but first we'll just say that the the collaboration here with looks beer co out in sioux falls south dakota is because if you didn't already know isha because actually we didn't talk about it at all when we had justin and mike on they actually have a second tap room that is in sioux falls south dakota yep so um, interesting that this is probably obviously brewed out there. Interested to see what kind of flavors we get there, but I- I'm not even going to get to my next one. Isha, you've been through a hell of a fucking day and I know we both had pretty shitty weeks in general. Get to your beer. All right. Um, so I have here, which is very su- surprising, uh, to hoppy anyways, a little bit to me as well. Uh, it's a Phillips Brewing, which again, Phillips, they absolutely crush with their canner. And for the most part, they crush it with their beer too. They get they get really experimental, but you know, their their mainstays and flagships are, are are second to none here on Vancouver Island, anyways. This is the Eclipse Black Velvet Stout. It's a sweet fucking can. It is a fuck, man. Phillips, they just absolutely kill. I can't wait to see uh their like advent calendar box this year. And if I'm lucky enough to even snag one, they usually only make 150 sure. of them. Um, so I have to actually get in touch with them right away. So again, a black velvet stout coming in at 4.5%. Now, Hoppy, why does why does this raise your eyebrows? It's not a hard and fast rule by any means, but typically porter versus stout comes down to alcohol content. And being a 4.5, I would have immediately assumed that it would be a porter for a dark beer rather than a stout. Now, again, I've seen porters that are really strong. I've seen stouts that are weak, but it's just not nearly as common. But again, you can call it whatever the hell you want if you brew it. Yeah, and Phillips, they always put a little like tag. Uh, sometimes, sometimes it's comical. Sometimes it's not just like a little description on the side here. So I'll, I'll read it out. Uh, golden ratios in perfect alignment, cloaked in a lunar shadow and hidden from the sun. Eclipse Smooth Stout delivers a dark roast coffee aroma and a silky bittersweet chocolate malt forward profile that is deep and complex, but sits light and dry on the palate. Savor the moment and sip an eclipse on the dark side of the moon. Uh, contains what I love it. Water, barley, hops, dot, 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 flaked potato. Yes, we said it. Flaked potato. What? um so this yeah very very interesting hey i haven't had a coffee yet this morning so this is actually perfect because i i could use a little coffee kick right now so a very interesting one from phillips brewing here like i said they they get experimental with their with their sour program and, and stuff like that which i don't usually you know dive into much i mean we'll save those for q if he, if he ever comes out here oh it is nice dark and rich again for for a 4.5 i wouldn't even think that you know, despite it being a, a stout hobby, that it would be just this rich looking. So very, very nice. Gotta love it. Yeah, cheers to Russo this morning, who was also making cheers to Russo. a little coffee connection there. <laughs> Not a stretch. No. Wow, this is very, very good. But so, like, based on the alcohol content, like, more flavor than you expected weren't sure what to expect honestly 
um less flavor than oh. I expect. I I I'd figure if there was less alcohol that they would probably go more on you know the flavor aspect of it, probably sweeten it up a bit. Not very sweet at all. So get. you get cocoa versus yeah, you get a cocoa taste versus chocolate, if that makes yeah. sense. It's more of the bitter uh chocolate taste and then like the milk chocolate. So very much kind of tastes like dark chocolate, actually. Uh definitely has those hints of coffee. You know, not super sweet, which which I just love in craft beer, especially uh, uh, stouts and porters for that for that matter. So yeah, I I really like this one. I think the only shame is that it's not going to get you that buzzed. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, I mean, if you have six of them, something will happen. Yeah, that that's true. That's true. I mean, from from having no breakfast this morning, I mean, I'm probably going to feel a little something. Something. There you go. That's the only goal, right? Oh wow, this is awesome! Yeah, I mean, I I think you'd really enjoy this one too, oh, man. I mean, from the sounds of it, it's right in my wheelhouse. Uh oh, oh boy, what do we got oh, here? We don't have a can. Oh shit! Back to the unboxing we go. Thank you to our friends at Lupulin again. You guys are way too kind. You make time for us over an hour on the podcast. You get us like a hundred clips for promotion, and you send us beer. Oh, baby, we have the B A Doppelbach. That's right, a barrel aged Doppelbach. Oh, aged in Tattersall oh, oh. Distilling Rye Whiskey barrels, eleven point seven five percent. Wow, body bag. Let's do it. That looks amazing. Holy crap. Holy shit. They sent a bottle too. I mean, I, I feel hopefully they didn't send me a bottle because then their shipping charges would be through the <laughs> roof. <laughs> Let's see if they got that one here on the untapped machine too. And why, why don't you uh, just touch on quick what you mentioned with the, uh, you know, Russo comments. Yeah, we'll dive into it a little bit more, you know, throughout this this stream, this little bonus podcast here. Hoppy and I are honestly just having fun. We're just hanging out today. Um, and I, I still have to, you know, <laughs> do a little bit more research on, on it because I was so busy this morning. But from from what we were hearing, you know, Matt Boldy, not looking too good. He's, uh, what was it, an ankle injury, Hoppy? Well, yeah, but it's it sounds like it's, I mean, not that bad. What I've seen is like four to six weeks is the timetable. That that's it's what I like, saw too. I thought, so that's why I, I just wanted to confirm. Worse, to be honest, buddy, my ankle my ankle injury was worse, and it's still fucking it's still <laughs> healing. Oh yeah. Um, but but what what's important about this is, as per Russo's reporting, is that Billy Garen and the Minnesota Wild gave Boldy the choice of whether he wants to go a traditional rehab route or get surgery. What's what? crazy about what? this is we're living in a time where. Jack Eichel may not even play this National Hockey League season because of what went down or what is going down between him and the Buffalo Sabres, more specifically him, his medical team, and the Buffalo Sabres medical team in that they want Jack Eichel to rehab a, a different way and he wants to take a, a more unique surgery that long-term will be better for his health, but maybe will keep him off the ice a little longer than the Buffalo Sabres had wanted to. Now he's not on the ice at all for them. They're, he's going to be traded. His time with the team is done. They ripped the C off his, his jersey. It's over yet. They're still, they're still going back and forth with that. So with that narrative in mind, it's, it's really, uh, I don't know if it's a, if it's, I was pleasantly surprised to see that Billy Garen and the Minnesota wild were at, at least giving boldly that option. Again, the injury much less severe 
from what we're told than than that of Jack Eichels with his his neck injury and everything like that. But the fact that he has a choice, the fact that you know the, the Minnesota Wild aren't being controlling and are being you know um, I don't know modern in their approach. I don't know how would you describe it? I'd call it fucking practical. Fair, practical. Like, I didn't even have a chance to be the sarcastic asshole here on the front end, but yeah, like what I hope this is just like sounding the horn to call Jack Eichel home. He needs to be in Minnesota. They'll treat him right. They'll let him get the procedure that he wants. But dude, yeah, I mean it it's really sad because it shouldn't be news at all. Like, yeah, we're we'll give him our opinions, but at the end of the day, Boldy's gonna be able to choose if he wants to have surgery, if he wants to rehab naturally. That that's that should just be a comment that kind of like blows by the wayside. But because of the times we're in, where Jack Eichel will not play for Team USA, I still think I'm going to get a, an Eichel USA jersey. I don't know. That might be my troll move. But um, oh, you have but, to. If I was living in, if I was living there, I'd probably get one too. It's just so sad. Like it's way beyond the point of being that I need to have Eichel in Minnesota. Like. Right now, the writing's on the wall that he probably won't fit in here based on the cap structure. It's probably not going to happen unless Buffalo retains half that salary, which don't think that's happening either. <laughs> but he needs to get the hell out of there. And Fiala will have to walk. And Fiala will have to walk next year to even just make anything possible. Yeah, I'll, I'll have Eichel instead of Fiala. That's not a problem for me. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying it. It just no, creates. A lot more. It creates no, a for sure. of, of more things that Billy Garen may may not have wanted to have to have to do. Well, this is derailed to the point where, like, again, I'm not saying I think Eichel should be here. I'd love it because I think that he's way more talented than a lot of people like to give him credit because of the recent events. But he just needs to be out of Buffalo. That's it. Like, end of story. Let him leave. Get yeah. the hell out of there so he can get his procedure and move on with his life. Yeah, I think he's going to thrive wherever he goes. Mm hmm. I don't think I don't think that's oh, the did issue. You, did you see the other thing too? I can't remember who asked it or who posted it, but uh, there were comments about the like relaxed dress code that the Arizona Coyotes are supporting. Oh. And Austin Matthews was asked, "Hey, would you embrace this if you were down there with the team?" He's like, "Well, fuck yeah." <laughs> and that's the go. small there thread we need that we can just pull at slowly and watch it just yep. unravel. Oh, exactly. And I was talking about this with Dylan the other day, former producer of this show, co-creator of the Hockey Podcast Network, and saying that like he he's going to end up there at, at some point. And and what it's going to do for that franchise, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna make just such a difference. And I think it'll be good for the NHL too when that day happens. I mean, uh, whether they win or lose won't even matter for a whole season when he when he when he arrives. It will be what is Austin Matthews wearing. You know, what route did he did he take uh, to get to the rink? You know, where whereabouts town does he have his, you know, have his spots that he hangs out or, or lives or whatever? It's just going to be the the Austin Matthews show. And I think that's the best thing for the Arizona Coyotes, because let's be honest, Hoppy, like since Shane Doan was there, they haven't had a franchise player who they loved. And let's be honest, he wasn't even like an elite franchise. I love Shane Doan. He's not even close to that elite level of hockey player, but he was the only thing that they had as far as like, this is our guy, our figure, et cetera. Austin Matthews is a way more, and I'd, I'd say polarizing in a good way, like a positive way, more polarizing figure, an actual, <laughs> an actual superstar. Yeah. 
And I, I, I'm convinced it's going to happen someday. I really am. I, I think what they have in Toronto, it's not going to last forever. They're going to have to rebuild on the fly or like bring in different pieces. You know, John, Johnny T, John Tavares, he's there to stay. Marner, I imagine he's there to stay. I don't know if in a few years when, when Matthew's contract is up, if he's going to want to be there in Toronto any longer, especially if they don't win No, anything. he won't. And I mean, to your point, like, no, Shane Doan is not like a heralded superstar, but what he is is... He was like what Koivu was. I was, was to just going to say he was a bigger version of Koivu for that team because he yeah. literally was for so long the face there. He, the, the leadership abilities, right? Because Koivu was a great leader, all things considered, but Shane Doan, very outspoken, oh. had no problems with the media. Like, guy did not pull his punches when it came to talking about what's going on with the organization and, well, disorganization as well. He's a yes. guy that now poor guy came from Winnipeg too, right? right? Like he was, he played one season with Winnipeg, but it means a lot too. Cause it, it ended badly, right? Like it, it wasn't in a great spot when he left the league and now he's with the front office. They've drafted his son. Like he is now cemented there long-term and we're seeing the good yep. things that have come of it. Right. Austin Matthews exhibit a, he's probably not a hockey player. If there isn't a team in Arizona, then we've got Arizona State having a real hockey program. And again, are they at all sniffing a national championship? No. But guess what? They actually have a real team that can play with a lot of the teams in Division One hockey. Yep. And, a, and they have just a passionate fan base and following too. And they have a marketable player in Johnny Walker. What a marketable player. Uh, don't forget. Dude, Don't unreal. forget they've got Austin Lemieux. Oh, yeah. But that's uh it's just going to be interesting now that like they're losing their arena, right? Like what is the next chapter here for this team? Do they build a new arena? Do they, do they end up having to leave Arizona? It's just going to be interesting to see how all of that develops. To be honest, as long as they don't lose the Kachina jerseys, I don't give a shit. And Oh, I, I guess we got to talk about this quick. What are good landing spots for Phil Kessel? Because clearly his time is up there. Oh yeah. Um, I don't. It de- it depends. What Phil Kessel are we getting? Are we getting the Phil Kessel that's ready to compete for Stanley Cup, that embraced you know the the fans in Pittsburgh and who just went nuts? Or are we are we seeing a Phil Kessel who actually has to take some a few months this season and really okay, I have to I have to evolve my game a little bit, or or maybe not evolve, but I have to adapt anyways, and I'm not going to come out of the gate swinging. Like what what Phil Kessel are we getting? Because I think that really determines what team he's going to land on. I don't know what on. adapting needs to be done at this point. It, the question is, what locker room is he? being inserted to right like is this a team well, that's adapting to that nah, adapting it, to that space maybe not on the ice but but you know just a new organization you know he's a little different it takes probably time for you know his teammates and things to just like get his stick and then embrace I him I, I think it's the opposite to be completely honest i think he's a guy that really? like everyone says good things about him when he enters the organization he's the funny happy-go-lucky guy he's got a new shot of optimism where He's got a new place to play. He can build a new identity for himself. He can contend and try and win a cup. And as he goes on, he gets more and more comfortable. He slips more into some of the things that we've seen make Phil Kessel a tradable asset from all these teams. So I think really any team that's contending, if they can stomach it or if they can find a way to make the cap work, if you can put him somewhere in your middle six and it it makes sense and gels with the types of players he'd play with, I think it's an absolute no-brainer. But again, you're not doing this for 
a three-year plan. This is for this year, maybe the year after. That's just how Phil Kessel's wired. There's a few teams that I'm just thinking in like the this the tight divisions, like well, like the central division. If there's like a team there that would really just help them, maybe, maybe even at the end of the season, they need just two more points to make the playoffs. They're fighting head to head with someone. They they need that one piece who can score a goal late in the third and really put them in you know over in a Phil Kessel, I, I think maybe some teams in the central. I've got two teams in the central as, that make a lot of sense. I I have three, to be honest. I, I Two think, of them are probably it, alive it, then. If he can fit in under the cap and that, you know, all that tough, caveat man. aside. Um, Chicago, Winnipeg, or St. Louis. You only overlapped teams. with one of them. But Winnipeg, can you imagine if we reunited Phil Kessel and Blake Wheeler? I... Uh, Man. I'd, I'd be a new season ticket holder for the Winnipeg Jets. I'd move up there. If you <laughs> had Wheeler and Kessel playing together, I I would be cheering for the Winnipeg Jets, and it would feel gross, but I would do it. <laughs> and that's like that is a veteran line if yep. I've ever seen one. Not that like Phil Kessel's really old now, but Blake Wheeler is getting now. My there. other one though that again, maybe it doesn't end up being the line, but there's another team in the Central that has a player that he has played with and it, it went pretty well. And it's not um, Chicago or St. Louis. And if he goes to either of those teams, I'm going to be fucking I'm thinking pissed. I'm like, I'm like, where, where is Haglin playing now? It's not, no, it's not Haglin. <laughs> All right. No, no more. But, but yeah, he did. He did play well with Haglin. I want to say uh, him, him, Gino and, also, and Haglin were an un, unreal uh, line. That's not what the line was. No, dude. Was it? it was the HBK line. Haglin, Bonino and Kessel. Oh, That's where Bonino, the Bonino, Bonino, yes. Bonino. That was the my line. apologies. My but apologies. no. Yes. <laughs> I was a, I was a few, I was a pronunciation <laughs> off instead of Bonino. I said, Gino. there we go. See, that was close. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, Dallas stars. He has played oh. a lot in international Ooh, competition. That would be good. That would be good. I, I like that so a lot. It's so fun because everyone <laughs> hates the stars because of, you know, things that are out of all of these players control. None of them were part of the North stars. None of them made the decision to go there, but wild fans are going to be better and that's okay. They have the right to do so because guess what? Every Minnesota wild sports fan has the right to be irrationally bitter about whatever the fuck they want. I'll say that first and foremost, but everyone seems to be counting them out. Everyone thinks that they're like the five or six team in this division. And it makes me laugh, dude, if they're healthy, they're number two or number three. And like, I have zero concerns with that being the case. If you put a Phil Kessel in there, and again, he's not going to be like your first line guy, but if he can be a contributor and be in that middle six and help provide a little bit of offense, dude, that makes a big difference right there. Honestly, man, like he's at his point in his career. Like, is he, is he any worse than Radulov right now? It's Honestly. very, very like, different they... styles of play, but no. No, I know, but like from again, yes, very different styles of play. But for what they've done in their career, both super or stars, I guess, superstars is a stretch, but stars in their own right, and have been able to contribute, you know, into their you know mid thirties. Um, I think that they're kind of in, interchangeable there. Like whether you want to put them in the the middle on the third line or bring them up to the second line, Kessel or whatever. Rajilov is usually going to play with Sagan unless he's injured. But I mean, shit, if they could kind of swap out depending on how the chemistry goes and depending who's healthier, you know, come, you know, the a few months into the season. 
I do like that though. I, I do. I, I like Dallas. They're an interesting team because they have, they have some young pieces that when they do turn the page, they're going to step up and be the, the new faces of the franchise. There's going to be a couple of down years and they're going to, you know, <laughs> they're going to be right back where they, where they are. But in the time right now, they're, they're aging players are still very, very good players. Like they're, they're still top players in the league. So like, they're going to ride this wave until the, until they really drop off. Like I could see them even finishing second in the division. No, that's where I have them finishing uh, spoiler yep. alert, because we will be talking through all of our divisional rankings here coming up. But dude, like people also think that Phil Kessel's washed and I'll be the first to admit, I absolutely have the blinders on when it comes to Phil Kessel. I couldn't be more biased. I absolutely love that player, but look at what he did just this past year. Can you name any players of note that he was playing with? Like be honest. No. Okay. I don't even know if he played on Keller's line. I think line. that happened from time to time, but dude, 56 games, he put up 20 and 23. That's not bad for playing in a shithole like Arizona that's got nothing going on. 13 on the power play, which again, there is no power play to speak of with that team. Imagine putting him with real line mates, giving him that spark. He knows this is potentially his last kick at the can if he really wants to contend, right? And hey, maybe he is trying to go out there and prove that he deserves one more contract for two or three years at decent money. This is a guy that can absolutely play, can absolutely win, and his shot, incredible. But a lot of people really don't realize what kind of a playmaker he is and how he sets up the game, especially on the power play off that half wall. He is a great guy to insert into the lo into the locker room if you think you've got the personalities there to deal with him. And most people, again, on the front end, once he comes in, you're not going to be that worried about it. It's more as things go along as you get through this season as you get into season number two how does that evolve right yeah um and then it's crazy looking back at the Haglin and Benino line because yes Kessel I would argue that was he was in his absolute prime when he was in Pittsburgh like that was the best Phil Kessel we've seen in a I know I don't agree Arguably. I don't agree we saw we oh, saw the okay. best well, output that... because that was the best team he's ever been with I still think he had a couple of years there in Toronto where if he had any kind of supporting cast, he could have done some exciting things there. He was playing some well, unreal I mean, him and Lupul, Him and Lupul look pretty yeah, fucking damn Lupul good. Yeah, when Lupul was Lupul's... on the fucking ice. Yeah, I know. When Lupul was on the ice, yeah, he was dude, actually those, a those very, very good JVR hockey player. Were a great line, but again, the injuries across the board, it, it just didn't really come together all that often. Okay. What I'm getting at, and you're actually you're helping me out here, is that he was able to, in my opinion, be the best Phil Kessel I've ever seen with Bonino and Hagelin. No disrespect to those two players, but they're not on the level that, you know, I would argue a loop on a JVR were even at, at that time. They were better players. And the fact that he was able to build chemistry with those two guys and just distribute the puck, score, do everything he needed to do means that I think that it doesn't matter who his line mates are moving forward. If he wants it, he will, he will do well again. And he was, and to your point in Arizona, didn't have any line mates, still was able to put up north of 20 goals, 13 goals on the power play with, there wasn't a power play. Their power play was a third line. So I'm, I'm very intrigued and interested to see where, uh, where Phil goes. I mean, I, he got such a bad rap in Toronto, man, but everybody, in Can I mean, in Canada, everyone, everyone was ripping on that but team. I mean, poor, what that um, tells you though, Isha is. Dude, he didn't give a shit. The media didn't get to him at all. He just kept living his life. And that tells you, like, this guy has no problem. Like, he's very mentally strong. He can 
do his own thing, but that ends up being part of the problem, right? He, once he gets comfortable with an organization, decides he can do his own thing or decides he thinks he can demand certain things out of his playing time, out of who he's playing with, it ends up being a problem. And that's why he was exiled from Pittsburgh after he became a Mm -hmm. fan favorite. And you, you heard it from Jesse Marshall. Dude should have absolutely won the con Smythe in the 2016 cup. He should have. <laughs> so Hoppy, do you think he ever comes back and plays in Canada? And I'm not saying comes back to Toronto, but comes back North yes, of the border. I do. Because... I, Cause I think after this conversation, I'm convinced he's going to Winnipeg because it's the perfect fit. He, he fits in with their offensive group. He ends up being a contributor, but not a guy you're relying on. And guess what? If there's anyone that I trust to keep him under wraps, and lead him it's blake oh. wheeler who's one of the top captains well, and, in the league and, who played with him in college fucking maurice because maurice, yeah, I, I, feel like paul, I feel like paul paul maurice has is able to connect with every type of professional hockey player like those who are a little out there those who are by the book those who are kind of young and on tiktok and those who haven't even downloaded a cell phone app in like 10 years like paul maurice just is is such an outstanding coach in the National Hockey League, and I'd be very interested to see how Phil Kessel uh, plays under him. Another team that, again, this is this is just wild card out there, but I could see that this team, you know, pulling for anything that they can to remain at the top of their respective division is the Calgary Flames. Now, do I think Kessel would fit in with that particular group and coach? No, not at all. Not I don't know. I don't know if he's a, he if he's a Sutter, Sutter kind of he guy. Can't do that. I, I don't know if he's a Sutter kind of guy, but I could see the Calgary Flames and Brad Trillivan at least trying to bring in someone like a Phil Kessel to really just make a push this year. And, and if and if Calgary's out of it halfway through the year, if they really have to work hard to get in the playoffs, I, I think they're they're retooling. I think they're gonna get rid of some of these pieces that good they're gonna bring them a tremendous amount of return and then just kind of flip the page with some of the guys that they have. Give Matthew Phillips and some of these younger guys, you know, uh some time this year, see what they have in them, and then you know, turn the page from there. I, I don't think even if the Calgary Flames deal a Goudreau or Monaghan that they're 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 out yeah. of it, depending on what pieces come yeah, in. Yeah, and I do think it's important to note too, because your point, zero percent chance he's a Sutter guy, but he wasn't a Mike Sullivan guy either. And the reason that it worked yeah. there was because of a one and only Rick Tockett, who was that perfect buffer. He's a player's coach. He really like built a relationship and an understanding with Kessel. That's why Kessel ultimately was traded to Arizona because Tockett ended up being the head coach there. And he is someone that understood and was willing to work with the quirks that came with a Phil Kessel. Mike Sullivan had zero patience for the man. And that's okay because he is very set in his way of coaching and I've screamed from the rooftops. I am very much in support of what he does, but there's gotta be some give and take with interesting personalities like a Phil Kessel. So even if Sutter, like there's no chance that that could ever be a working relationship, if they've got the right assistance in place, or if they have the right leaders in the locker room that can connect with them, it's not a hard no. It's just uh probably not. Yeah. I mean, any other team in Canada, I don't think there's really a there's really a place for my Edmonton. I mean, who knows? They're bringing a bunch of older players in, but I don't think how do they make happen. that work with the cap? <laughs> no, they can't. That's that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> Vancouver, lol, that's not going to happen. Um, they've, they've already brought in some. Uh, some you, former you don't think he'd go back to figured... Toronto? No, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't no. think so. Um, talk about having no cap space there either. Right. Like, holy shit. 
Uh, they just actually waived a friend of the Hockey Podcast Network, Curtis Gabriel. So interested to see where he lands again. Very good depth piece and just an outstanding human all around. The boys love him in the locker room and the media loves him. I mean, he's uh, he's a huge advocate for the um, LGBTQ community. He's just he's just the salt of the earth. So I hope I hope he finds a spot. Um, and he's a fighter. That's what I love about it. He's like the nicest guy in the National Hockey. The guy who's like. Uh, involved in like every non-for-profit it seems like you just like again one of the nicest guys ever yeah he's one of the last like bruisers in the league that like you know when curtis gabriel is dressed that the other the other tough guy on the other team is, is gonna fight him like that's just it's just that's just that's just how it's playing out in in today's nhl so i hope i hope he finds a home uh and uh, it's someone it's it's somewhere where he's gonna get a chance to be able to play no for sure that's what you always want to see for those types of players but yeah, man, I'm I'm so 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 beyond sold on Kessel going to Winnipeg now. It scares me because <laughs> I don't want to cheer for Winnipeg. I don't want them to be any better than they already are. Which again, I have them being somewhere in that top three group for the Central as it sits right now. Oh man, I I'm excited to do our uh, season prediction. That's coming up here. Division That's coming up here. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming up soon. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943, so I'd say this is a no-brainer. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code THPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wage required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. Um, what else do we got in store for, for SodaPod uh, listeners and viewers who either are tuning into this live stream, all, all two of you, or uh, those who will be tuning back in on our, all our social channels? What do we got coming what up? What do we got coming up? We're going to be, again, bringing you what we have for our divisional rankings, and that's across many contributors of the SodaPod now. Uh, from there, we're also going to have continued installments of MNCAA. That's only going to continue to ramp up every Friday check in but uh spoke z his first episode this past week isha obviously was just youtube babbling back and forth and guess what we're gonna get a lot more of the same this week and i have no problem with that whatsoever because that guy is as entertaining as hell but he does have things planned here coming up for a couple of the different rookies prospects what have you oh, really that he's gonna i was highlight. just gonna ask does he even have a does he even have a plan? Because he hasn't texted well, me it, at all. <laughs> he's not going to tell you if there's a plan. <laughs> it's That's almost true. better That's that true. he's not name, saying anything. <laughs> oh, 
honestly z it is don't like i don't want to hear it. i don't want to have to oh, confirm it, anything just go for it and he's if, not gonna tell you <laughs> and if it's offside you'll fucking hear from me it's almost better <laughs> that he's not saying anything <laughs> but the best z is the offside z which is why we brought him um aboard the soda pod team so uh, judd's buds every tuesday on the the soda pod feed in which you're subscribed to on any podcast app apple podcast spotify the whole nine yards yeah Mm-hmm. Ooh, the the last thing I will say is, at least from last Joel told us, first he's actually moving to Asheville, North Carolina, which is a great beer hub. So he's gonna have plenty of exciting stuff coming up at Brewery Travels. But next episode for him is supposed to be one that I've been very excited about, Portland, Maine, where my wife actually just went the other weekend, and she basically told me she wants to move there. So. If anyone wants to have a cool place to go visit, whether it's the summer, whether it's the fall, if you're into the just absolutely incredible and underpriced seafood, if you want to go to what could be the the beer mecca of the country, and like that's not like bullshit, it's up there as one of the top cities in the country. And she told me there's like six breweries that are all within walking distance of each other, and all of them were absolutely incredible um that that's an episode to tune in the mecca the mecca of the country outside of minnesota and portland oregon now that that those are way better than portland oregon yeah portland oregon portland oregon is like the most hipster ass place in the in the u.s i imagine i mean anywhere with breweries is probably going to be hipster ass but (laughs) no well i mean portland like is like they jack up the prices more than they like bc canada prices i yeah and and there's a fucking dope by the way, sorry, sorry, I have to go off. There's a fucking donut place in Portland that's just because of who's on Instagram. Probably because it's in a fucking Instagram. They have like a hundred thousand Instagram followers or whatever. That like you have to t- fucking wait in line for More an hour that. to go get a fucking whatever it is. And I, I had one. My little sister, like, anyways, I, I we did a trip and we, we stopped by there. She waited in line, or whatever. We got some. I there's probably five donut places not named Tim Hortons where I live you know, on the island that are a thousand Hang times on, that, better. So and Asia, like, what you're telling me is that you did wait in line for an hour and got said donut. Oh, I didn't. The and little the sister, sister did, did though. So it sounds like it's fucking I, working. I was disgusted. <laughs> I wait, was wait. disgusted. I, what I, kind of donut? Oh, mine was, it was a peanut butter glazed with uh, cornflakes and something or other. Maple, I think, on top. I mean, that definitely wouldn't be my choice, but I'm intrigued. I mean, it was, it was it was fine. Like it was good, but like we have Empire Donut on the island here. We have Bigfoot. Shout out Courtney BC, the best donut shop I've ever been to. And you don't have to wait a fucking hour. Shit, you can even order it and go pick up at the window. So, anyways, Portland just has the, that voodoo donut vibes for me, especially even with the craft breweries. I'm sure like you're paying way more than you would pay anywhere else just because it's at a Portland brewery. Mm, fair enough. Anyways, love my love my Trailblazers. That's my NBA team, but the rest of Portland, I've just been like, eh. Whoa. And the only reason they're my NBA team is because the fucking Grizzlies are now in Memphis, not Vancouver. Wait, when did that happen? Um, a long time ago. <laughs> We're still salty. No, not at all. No salt. Uh, and Portland, Maine. Well, I'm salty because they're still using the fucking logo in Memphis. It's like you've Vancouver Grizzlies throwback. Are you shitting why is, me? Why, why are the you Winnipeg Jets the Winnipeg Jets? Oh, okay. That that's what I thought. We're done. Um, they're still in Winnipeg, right, but it's not the same organization. D- they're still in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. They could be. If you want to put Memphis Grizzlies and use the old logo, that's fine. But don't fucking put Vancouver. Don't put Vancouver. 
Wait, Anyways, sorry, they, I cut you off like Vancouver? four times. Yeah, they did. That's what was oh, fucked up. Oh, that's fun. It's like, fuck you, ah. Memphis. <laughs> like, no one wants your team there anyway. I mean, it's a great troll move, I guess, if nothing else. But yeah, I mean, I love Pete. I love I, Pete Pranica. He works with the Basketball Podcast Network. He, he covers uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Unbelievable show, the Grizz Weekly Grind. But uh, he knows he knows that that franchise grinds. Interesting. I just wasn't aware that they put Vancouver. So that helps me understand your anger. That that makes more sense. Yeah, I thought you were just being bitter for the sake of bitter. No. Okay. And Portland, Maine. To be clear, as far as like Mecca is concerned, right? I compare it very much to Duluth is in Minnesota, right? They have a shit ton of good breweries for how small of a city it is. But like yeah. if we're talking like Mecca Mecca, like San Diego, who Joel just featured recently, like they're Mecca, the they're Mecca land. by size, right? Like there's so much more. There's so many breweries that are all good. But if you want to take the top 10 in San Diego, put against the top 10 in Portland, Maine, you're probably going to be happier in Portland, Maine. I I would love to go to Portland, Maine. I hear just so many good things. Just even the food scene well, there. My wife cared way more this... about the food. <laughs> oh, and like, I, I love my beer, but I fucking love my food. I love to cook. I love to eat. Um, I'm a huge seafood guy as well. I'd probably be like overcritical because I'm like West Coast, everything. She said here. the best lobster um, rolls and best scallops she has ever had in her life. Wow. I don't eat a lot of lobster out here. I'm like, I, I indulge every now and then. Scallops, I, oh man, I could die for some mm-hmm. good scallops. I was watching uh, Hell's Kitchen last night before bed too and just watching them. A, cook beautiful scallops, and then B, watching them butcher them, and Ramsey just fucking go nuts. It's just, it's, it's beautiful. Oh my God, Stan, it's Gordon Ramsey. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, I've been plowing through South Park too, by the way. I'm on season, almost, almost on season three. Dude, give it a couple more seasons, and like, there's a like hot window that goes like six or seven through like. 11 or 12 i don't know but there's just like so many bangers through that oh did you did you like season nine in i particular? couldn't tell you exactly what was in season nine off the top of my head okay. like give me a couple episodes and i'll tell you yes or no oh i i, I don't know they, they brought kenny hotson as a writer on season nine so just curious if there was like any anything that stood out all right maybe. you, you go he's ahead a, and he's, fill a, he's a little out there you go What's ahead that? and filibuster for a second filibuster yo everyone in the united states listening um i just listened to a podcast which had kenny hotz uh <laughs> she's, the, she's the brilliant mind. <laughs> it's got a couple the, of the great the, episodes so um okay. the ones that i'll highlight here that i'm a big fan of um let's see the losing edge is perhaps the greatest showing of randy marsh that you'll ever see it's basically all about like how much kids actually hate playing baseball in the summer and they reach oh, the point yes. where they're actively trying to lose, but it doesn't work because other teams are also actively trying to lose. And Randy just gets drunk and fights other drunk parents. See that that America. sounds very hot. That sounds very hots esque to it for sure. Though, although in the podcast, the Kenny Hots, and if those if anybody hasn't listened or seen Kenny versus Spenny, it's not everyone's cup of tea. It's it's one of the more unique comedy shows out there. It's all on YouTube. I, I recommend going and checking it out. Um, but he was saying Kenny Hots on this podcast, um, which he told the whole story of just his life as a as a comedian and a content creator and everything, and how Kenny versus Spenny came to be, which is a very unique story anyway. So I'll I'll, I'll post a link on Twitter at VS Sports Talk. If anyone's interested, you can go check it out. But he was saying that like, yeah, he thought he was like 
top shit because he knew the writers of South Park very, very well. They're they're really good friends. They actually helped push Kenny versus Penny into the United States, um, uh, the markets and various uh, TV companies and whatnot but he said when they brought him on he thought he'd be like all right i'm kenny hots i'm i'm the man here we're gonna be right like the best season ever and he said for the most part those guys work though they're creative geniuses go 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 we got to get the episodes out there we got to get this season done so we can flip the page to the next one so he said it was less of him actually like taking the time and writing the whole scripts out with his vision and more like all right, I think Randy should do X, Y, and Z in this spot, and that will coincide with what you guys wrote into like this. So it was a very like collective, like bang, bang, bang. He said less creative than how he did his stuff, but very eye-opening to that. Like you can also bring that out there comedic element that Kenny Hotz brings to the world, and and the and the guys at South Park. Um, what was their names again? Ken and oh, I forget the. Sorry, uh, the one sort of the K, right? Kyle and something. I don't know. I... I'm way off base here, but anyways, that's what I'm asking you. You're the expert. I know, I know. but it's kind of what, funny what when you don't reason? know. Yeah, well, it's Trey Parker and Matt. So just Trey. Okay, um, Trey and Matt. Anyways, I was way off. Um, the other one that needs to be watched, if there's anyone that hasn't watched South Park and is trying to decide if like they want to give it a chance, easily top five episodes: Ginger Kids. And it's all about Cartman doing this. Uh, We'll just say that it starts with him doing a like science report in class about how gingers aren't like don't have souls. And then his friends decide at in the middle of the night to like dye his hair red and like give him oh, pale yes. face and freckles. And he all of a sudden just goes heel and turns it into like all gingers are trying to genocide everyone that's not a ginger. And it's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I remember in grade 10 for me, so what it was probably like 2009. Um, Facebook groups and like things like that were just starting out. Like, Facebook took its like its latest evolution yeah. at that time. Like, I think it was like Facebook version three at that time. And uh, the sending people the to free toilet paper gifts were like gone, and you could actually like make Facebook groups and stuff now and, and event sure. days. And one of them was the kick a ginger day. <laughs> Uh, my my school man and rightfully so because kids were going nuts like had a lockdown on that day because and my, my poor buddy eric who like i comedically kicked to because he's like my my brother um oh that, that makes for, it okay that, nice that, no it didn't make it okay at all i i got detention for that rightfully so but like he literally left early like that's how crazy fucking you know teenagers are especially like in in that it's crazy because it wasn't that long ago. It was like just like 10 years ago or whatever. But like social media's evolution at that point, like nobody even had a smartphone yet, right? Like I think maybe the first iPhone had just come out and apps were like, you know, still like, uh, what was that? Bird bird game? I forget I what it's know. called, but you shoot shoot birds at like a building or some Angry Birds. Angry Birds was like the big, the big thing on iPhone. So like the school took this very seriously as they should. But just looking back, I was like, this was insane. This was insane. People are garbage, especially teenagers. Holy shit. Man. So it's, think, it's yeah, a really, it's a really interesting concept, though, for like a day that's celebrated. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um. Well, I mean, we can pretty much wrap up quickly here. We've almost gone an Jesus. hour. Uh, let's quickly just summarize your care package and what you got there from Lupulin one more time as if anyone is watching this or skipping through it or just you know skip through the yeah. hockey talk. We want to 
give our friends a loophole and some love and just show show off again the reason of why we jumped on here for national beer and pizza day pizza may not be in our hands right now um it was i don't know where my digesting right now yeah hoppy hoppy ate his because i was late mine i don't know where the pizza guy is it's been an hour he should be here by now um but we do have some beer yeah. shout out phillips brewing and the eclipse and Hoppy opening up, uh, unboxing officially the care package from Lupulin. So uh, just go through those one more time before we. Uh, yes, sign going off in here. ascending order of ABV because that's all Isha really cares about here. <laughs> Cryptid. Oh, Hoppy Cryptid, cares about now. The black IPA with juniper coming in at seven point five percent. That one sounds really interesting to me. Just very different than most things I've had. Then we have the just looks at it because they uh, collaborated with. Uh, I think it's looks market is what it was. Uh, 9.5 percenter. Okay. It is a West coast double IPA. So it'll be interesting to see again, West coast isn't typically my favorite, but being a stronger beer and depending on what they brought in different flavors, maybe it's something I'll love. And then at 11.75 percent barrel aged Doppelbach, uh, very German style, like very perfect for, you know, the time of year we're in right now, all the Oktoberfest events yep. going on. This one I'm extremely excited about. I'm not going to lie. Because uh, that's not something I would ever go out and seek out. But uh, it, it sounds like a delicious beer. And then, of course, you need to use those to chase down your 7th Ave pizza. I assure you it most certainly does whale, as Meat Sauce says. Um, how else would you celebrate National Beer and Pizza Day? Like, it's just so perfect. Yeah, so we appreciate everyone who hung out with us for a little bit. We appreciate everyone who comes back and checks out the video. Um, shit, I may I may even throw this on as a podcast. You'll find out if you're subscribed to the Soda Pod feed. And if you want to be surprised, subscribe to the Soda Pod feed if you haven't already on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast Manager, which is the official name now, which is completely fucked. Or on Stitcher, iHeart, wherever you find your podcast from. Leave us a kind review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts and a five-star rating. Um, the review, hey, you don't even have to pump our tires. You can just tell us what you're drinking. It just helps us rise on the rankings on Chartable, and we really appreciate that. If you're jonesing for more hockey content, go check us out, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. We have a podcast covering every team in the National Hockey League as well as a ton of niche content as well. We're proudly sponsored by DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Use promo code THPN upon sign up for a bonus. And if you're a regular user, plug that promo code in for a weekly deal. We got like two minutes before we hit the hour mark copy. So I just want to end off with asking you, how are teasers looking? I know we had a Thursday night football game. We right? didn't bet on that. Oh, no. we didn't. Okay. Well, then, teasers look exactly how well, they look uh, when I picked them. All right, no so if anyone's watching, go check us out. Uh, must be the Thursday episode. We ran down our we ran down our teasers for the NFL weekend. Um, I mean, we we have to hit we have to hit on all of them this week. We've missed by one hobby. Fucking by too many one. points gets us every time. Yeah, I mean the Vikings have have sh- they they've been playing in our favorite that betting wise now. Week. <laughs> We're picking the Vikings. They need uh, to win. Um, that's never. Uh, We'll just say I'm never confident when that's my choice. So there it is. We are a hockey and beer based podcast. We do talk a little Skull Vikings as well. And we highlight, you know, any big news stories in Minnesota sports as well. So I think that's it for our little 
surprise live stream here on National Pizza and Beer Day. Is there anything else that you want to run down here, Hoppy, before we sign off? I just spent an hour with you talking about beer and Phil Kessel. No, I'm I'm very content. <laughs> so you're doing pretty yeah, good I'm, right I'm great. now. Oh man, I think I got like one more UFC fight I can tune into Ooh. on this fight night. Not a not a great card today, not gonna lie. But at the end of the month, holy! I think there's like four or three belts on the line at the end of October. Really excited for that card, and uh, I'll definitely carve out some time on the <laughs> on the soda pod to dive into that as well. But again, thanks to everyone who joined us. Thanks to everyone who subscribes, supports the show. Again, Monday, regular Soda Pod episode. Tuesday, Judd's Buds. Uh, Wednesday, we still have a Soda Pod slot. Thursday, Brewery Travels. And just a recap of what's going on in the week at the Soda Pod and, and in Minnesota sports. And then Friday, your college hockey show, MNCAA, your Minnesota college hockey show here on the Soda Pod feed. So with that, signing off, I'm Isha Dromi alongside the state of Hoppy Happy official national pizza and beer day. We good, Hoppy? I already told you we're great. Don't fear, just drink some beer and stay wild. <laughs>